Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome into another episode of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. This one is presented by our partners at Bet Rivers and also by Underdog Fantasy. Get a 100% first deposit match up to $100 with the code FIELD. Uh, Rob, man, we got a lot to talk about. And uh, I know I know your voice, you're struggling a little bit because, you know, listen, you're working harder than you've ever worked. So, like, this is not, you're not used to this grind. But the good thing is, in 14 days, Rob, you will be back at the golf course. It might be sooner. I think I've got something lined up for Houston. Let's go. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're, you're doing the, the golf instead of the shows? We got, we got shows out there in Houston. I got offered to play maybe, potentially, over at Tiger Woods course, Blue Jack National. So I will say to the shows, sorry about you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't play We'll, we'll, we'll give you um, we'll give you a mulligan on that one. That's um, only that's only for one day though. Um, yeah, right. Let, let's start. Crazy. Hey, we we can only start one place here. I know. Right? I mean, you know where we're starting. I do. All right. So so, as a Purdue guy, uh, give me your take on obviously the Boilermakers losing to FDU here in what is the biggest upset in the history of the NCAA tournament and one that has really drawn, you know, drawn a lot of criticism for Matt Painter because yeah. of the exits here. Uh, right. It's hard to make excuses for this game. Isn't it Rob for this game? Yeah. But I mean, I think it not to throw the players under the bus too, but you're wide open. Like you're wide open shooting these shots. Yeah. Um, I, I think more so the concerning part has to be for Purdue that this is three consecutive years of losing to a double-digit seed. Um, some of the press break issues are have been concerning for a long time. But the game plan was just to, to front Zach, and if you were passing into him from the strong side, basically that guy would play in between and make you uncomfortable, but he's really not guarding the guy for a shot. Right. And right. then there'd be someone on the backside. I saw videos where there was four – FDU defenders around Zach Eady, and all you got to do is skip the ball and shoot an open shot. All these Purdue fans have been out, and they're saying, well, why don't we do something else? Why don't we adjust? Why don't we – What should we start doing Mason Gillis ISOs that we haven't seen all year long? These are shots I could make. These are shots I saying, could make. Right. I'm saying they're horse shots. They're yeah. wide open. And I get it where you're like, all right, well, if you're missing, maybe you try something else. But if you're getting – open threes for shooters that you feel are are capable. The Braden Smiths, the Fletcher Lawyers, the David Jenkins, yeah. Mason Gillis. Mason Gillis made nine threes in a game when Micah Shrewsbury did the same exact thing. He yeah. made nine. Shoot the ball. Shoot so, the ball. Right. in a way, I'm like, well, just make a couple of these that we're not even talking about. And if you make a couple early, FDU's probably like, all right, we can't do this. We can't just totally sell out. 
yeah. and stop Zach. We've, we've got to also, you know, but my biggest concern with this is, and it was a little bit with St. Peter's, and I have still never watched the St. Peter's game because I was doing the Kansas-Providence game at the same time, and I never wanted to watch it. I never will watch it. But from everything I've heard about it, you know, St. Peter's is small, much like FDU. In North Carolina, the game after Purdue against St. Peter's just totally physically imposes their will right. on them. And that's why – that's why why is Purdue not doing that as the bigger, stronger, more physical team? Why is FDU getting offensive rebounds as the smallest team in all of college basketball? You know, I, when, when Tobin Anderson said that stuff, I was like, this dude is a dumbass. <laughs> this dude is a huge dumbass. But he really Babe Ruth just he called a shot. He did. You know, which is pretty impressive. Um by the way, he just took you the could, Iona job. He just took the Iona really? job. Really? Yeah. But you could see the pressure just building and building and building. I don't know why that's been the case the last couple of years. I saw it against North Texas. I think well, I didn't watch the St. Peter's game. Well, could that happen against St. Peter's? Rob, it's easy because you now I know some of these guys are freshmen, they didn't go through it last year, but the Ethan Mortons, uh, some of those guys, obviously Mason Gillis did. So you get yeah. tight. You get tight because you no. And, and done the it arena turns the, the arena turns on you, and all of a sudden, even though it's a pro Purdue crowd, probably it, it really becomes where all other fan bases are rooting against you. Um, which for you know, which Does is Matt all, Painter, here, here's my question. Here's my big question: Does Matt Painter have to pivot a little bit? He loves the bigs. He loves the traditional bigs, and they've worked for him in the regular season, as they have for a lot of other programs. Kentucky, Illinois, last yeah, I mean, couple I, This of is years. a question not just for Matt Painter, but I think for a lot of the Big Ten in, Correct. in Kentucky. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I I am at a loss for – now, I will say, I, I think I'm as convicted as ever in thinking that the Big Ten, for a lot of its struggles – it's been that we don't have elite pro guards. I'm looking at Arkansas, who I saw last yeah. week, and it's like, holy shit. They, got they have beasts. Yes. And I'm not even talking about Nick Smith. Right. He looked he looked very average. Or no, you're talking average. about Ricky Council out of Ricky the Ricky Council, Jordan, Jordan Walsh, yes. beast. Anthony Black. Um, and Anthony Black was just okay. It was more so Council and Devo Davis. Those guys. The Council came out of the portal a couple years ago from Wichita, Rob. Think about all the good different. Wichita State players, Dexter Dennis and, and yes. Ricky Council, who were in Des Moines looking like studs and had gone to the SEC, kind of post Greg Marshall. Right. Um, they stayed in a year or two. Painter tried for Nigel Black. That, but that's the thing, too. Right. I don't think Purdue was in a place with NIL then to get a lot of the, the better players. You're talking about Courtney Ramey, Tyrese yeah. Hunter, um, Jameer Young. I think they recruited a lot of guys. But we were not in a place at NIL, I think, at Purdue, to really be a player. Right. I think that it's in a better spot now. I'll say this, Rob. That, whether or not you got those guys, you should be beating FDU. No, totally. You should you beat know? them. You should beat them. You should overwhelm them. Totally. They're, they're a bunch of six yeah. four dudes. Yes. You know, they they're three hundredth in, in Ken Palm. Yep. They're yep. they grade out from a metric standpoint as a bad basketball team. Now I'll, they did I'll, give I'll defend they did give team. FAU a game. I was gonna say if FAU just punks these dudes, you would have to look at yourself and be like, How did this happen? 
I'm going to defend Matt Painter here. I'm going to defend Matt Painter, and and I said this the other night. When I was at Arizona, I was there for five years. So three of them, uh, three of them, they lost in the first round to a 12, a 14, and a fifth. Miami of Ohio, East Tennessee State, Santa Clara with Steve Nash. But we didn't know at that point who Steve Was Miami, Ohio, Wally? No, it was um, it was not Wally. It was uh, oh, I can't remember the kid's name. Big undersized. Right, you were, you were there in the eighties. You weren't there in the nineties. My no, bad. It was the nineties. It was early. It was it was mid. It was mid nineties. Early to mid. Wally was ninety eight. Anyway, Lute Olson became a Hall of Famer. Why he won? You know, he had been to Final Fours before that, so it was different than paint. Different than paint. But he won a national title a few years after that. He lost three of four years in the first round. The other year, the other year I was there, they went to the Final Four and ended up losing. But he won a national title uh, in 97. And that made him a Hall of Famer. That changed everything for him. Matt yes, Painter has a decision to make won, now. He's won Final Four away from this narrative going away. Right. That's right. I really believe that. I, I think it, if you go to the Final Four, sure, they might say, well, it was rough. It was rough there, but he ended up breaking through. I, sure. This, to me, this does not define him as a coach. I, I think it, it certainly hurts. I'm sure he's hurting right now. Oh yeah. Um, no one is hurting worse than him. I can promise you that. But I, I do think that you are one run away from it being all right. Well, he made the final four. That's yep. you know that's the pinnacle of the sport, winning the national title. Um, but yeah, you're right. They should beat FDU, even when they don't play well. They should beat FDU. Shouldn't matter. Shouldn't matter. There's no excuse for that one. I put some on the players. I obviously you got to put some on paint. As much as we like him, as much as we respect him, you got to put some on paint there. And, and I'm sure he'll take it. My guess is, yeah, I'm sure he would too. He'd probably take all of it right now for his players, knowing paint. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, you, I think you 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 have to recruit a few higher level athletes right now. Yeah, I think the ability to get into the paint and alleviate the pressure on Zach Eady because you throw in the post and they can load up. And we yes. saw that. Yeah. And with the guards that are around him, it's a shooting team with on paper, good shooters. And I would say in games, some guys that are, are good and some that have been a little up and down. Yeah. Um, They're streaky. They're very streaky. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Streaky is a good word, but at the big 10 tournament, they shot well. And they, you know, the, the issue there was breaking the press against Rutgers yeah against Penn State, and honestly, if Penn State's turning you over, no offense to their team, they, they don't turn you over. So that's that's certainly – but that's more athletic guards. So I'm Michigan watching State. Miami break the press against Indiana, yeah. and they're breaking those things for dunks. Yeah. Isaiah Wong's hanging on rim. Michigan State's the last team standing in the Big Ten. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. I've been saying you, it, remember? Did you pick them to the Final Four? I did. I did, and you laughed at me, and everybody laughed at me. But you know what Tom Izzo has? I was was offended because I picked them to win the Big Ten tournament, and they lost in the first day (laughs) to Ohio State. (laughs) Well, you know why? Because Izzo doesn't give a shit. Well, he does give a shit about the Big Ten tournament, but Izzo – He's won more than anybody. He's won more than anybody. But in the NCAA tournament, man, with Tyson Walker, um, I was not surprised one bit they beat Marquette. Not one bit. Not one bit. Because, again – they got good guards. And well, you know well, why I'm surprised they beat them? Because they didn't they shoot did it. it. They did it while going two of 18 from three or whatever. Agreed. They were. That's Agreed. why I'm surprised. But they can't. But they you know what it was, though, Jeff? It was their two-point defense. Right. And that's been a struggle for them all year long. Yeah. Because Sissoko has kind of 
gotten beat up, I would say, by the Hunter Dickinsons, the Trey sure. Jackson Davises, the Zach Eadies. And now all of a sudden, he's probably like, the Big E, sign me up for this. Yeah, yeah. Omax Prosper, this right. isn't like, I'm not getting abused physically here. And he yeah. played well, but their two-point defense was, was good, and it hasn't been good in Big Ten play. Because they have veterans. They have veterans. That's a big part of this. Their top six are veterans. I was, right. You know who actually gave them some good minutes, too, is uh, is Carson Cooper. Cooper was decent. He was decent. Yeah, he he battles in there. He battles in there. He gives them another big body if they need it. And, again, yeah. they have versatility. That's the beauty of this Michigan State team. They got some versatility, uh, and they're not going to shoot it again next game. Uh, I actually think Michigan State beats Kansas State. Although Marquise Noel is a boy, he's he's a beast. Oh, a beast. my goodness! Why did why did Cal call him the little kid from New York City? Was I don't think to be funny or no. Yeah, I don't think it was disrespectful. I think it was just you know a lot of guys called the the guys kids, and he's five seven. I don't think it was disrespectful. I don't think it was meant to be, but it came across that way. A lot of a lot of these coaches. I was watching a video of uh, it was in the women's tournament. The Georgia women's coach was. Didn't know any of the Iowa players' names outside of like Caitlin Clark. Yeah, but I in she, she said something that I think some of the Iowa players were offended by. But to me, a lot of these coaches don't actually know the players' names. Right, they know their numbers. Yep, that's why they know them as twelve or twenty-two or. 25. Remember when Bob Knight? Remember when Bob Knight used to call games? All he used to do is use numbers. He didn't know any of their names. Bob Knight used to during while he was calling games yell at the refs too. He'd be like yelling at Eddie Hightower. Give <laughs> that set off to yell at the refs. Yeah, Man, that's classic. It's a, it a rivalry etched in time. We're presented by our partners at Underdog Fantasy. Use the code FIELD to get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play college basketball pick them, where you can get a little extra sweat during March Madness and win real cash prizes by picking player stats in this weekend's games. In Pick'em, all you do is predict whether a player will go higher or lower on underdog's projected totals. For example, if you're like me and you think, uh, oh, fuck, it's a Zaki, he didn't change it. All right, I'm, I'm going gonna, uh, to change it here. Uh, all right, here we go, five, four, three, two, one. In Pick'em, all you do is predict whether a player will go higher or lower on underdog's predicted totals. For example, if you're like me and you think uh, Drew Timmy is going to go nuts in the tournament, pick higher on his points projection, add up to four more picks, and if you hit them all, you can win 20 times your money on a single game. Underdog's slick mobile app is easy enough that even I have figured it out. So go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app Use the code FIELD, and Underdog will match your deposit up to $100. Now's the time to get in on March Madness. So remember, underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code FIELD. All right, speaking of uh, Hall of Fame coaches, one Rick Pitino has left Iona and gone to St. John's. He's also been replaced by, as we mentioned earlier, Tobin Anderson, FDU head coach, just told me he, he informed his team uh, we're recording this here on uh, what day is today? Tuesday at about twelve thirty Eastern. Um, Rick Pitino to St. John's. You like it? Yeah, but I I've been to St. John's because I, my roommate from college was a GA there during, under the Chris Mullen administration. That was quite uh, an administration. 
I ended up playing three and three with Chris Mullins. That was sweet. That was probably the highlight of the of this Could time he still play? For, Could he still shoot? Oh yeah. Right. He has a flame. Yes. Best shooter on the floor as a fifty year old man. <laughs> um which hurt me at the time, but he is on the, sure. he played on the dream team. Um yeah, I their facilities stink. Yep. Um their campus is not great, nope. but we'll see. The funny thing is, is that Patino was talking about how Iona was his last stop. Yes. That, that to me, is the most oh, but he's full of thing. shit. He's always full no, of I know. shit. I know, but you just have to say, all right, he's he's not being truthful, right? He wanted that job always. to win and then go somewhere better. Of course. Um, and you can't blame him for this one. He doesn't have to move, number one. And now he can sell two things, Rob. He sells himself, a Hall of Famer, who, who's arguably the best X's and O's coach and developer of talent out there. I will say though, Danny Hurley punked those guys. Well, but they were more talented. I mean, come on. You, you had, were talking all that shit. Were you not? You had Sonogo and Klingon. Like, hold on. Don't ignore what I just said. Were you talking all that shit about Danny Hurley being afraid of Rick Pitino? Yes, I was. And then yeah. they came out and 30 pieced him. Hurley they and I made up. Him. Hey, we made up in Albany. Why were you, why were you guys beefing? He came on the podcast. He was good. He was great. I was. We weren't beefing. I just said the truth when he when he, he was scared of Rick Pitino. No, and this was this him? was in December. I said oh that. God. I said that Big East officials were tired of his his antics uh, when he said that's probably it's probably accurate. It is accurate, <laughs> and and we hugged it out a little bit. We've known each other for twenty plus years. I don't I don't like having enemies, as you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't. Um, so he, he could sell himself. He could sell Madison Square Garden. And I'm yeah. told one of the one of the things that he wanted to make sure was NIL, obviously, at St. John's. He doesn't care about practice facility, any of that shit. He had, no, I, I know. He's been at Iona. Right. I, I know he doesn't care about that stuff. I, I just think that the it's not a place that's going to be easy to get kids to want to come to. But if you start winning and we know he can coach, there's no doubt about that. Madison Square Garden is in a place where kids want to play, Rob. No, I mean, I'm not they don't play every game I, there, but did I, did I say that? Did I say, wow, the garden is a real bummer to play at. I'll say this. Uh, I played at the garden when there's 2,500 people there and yeah, it is a bummer to play there when there's 2,500 people. Well, there. that was because you were in the Timberwolves. You guys lost the hundred games. No, it was when I was at Purdue, and we were playing in the preseason NIT against Blake Griffin, and there was nobody at the game. Wow. Um, did Blake I dunk played, on actually, you? Hey, how many times did Blake dunk on you that game? No, I, I didn't guard him. I just doubled him the whole game. Jawan guarded him, and I just I guarded Taylor. And we doubled Blake for the entirety of the game, and he still had 20 and 20. Blake was Beast. literally – people that don't know, people that literally – In the, in the pregame that. talk. I remember being at the hotel watching film and Coach yeah. Payne was like, you guys have to understand this is legitimately Carl Malone. This is the, the <laughs> more athletic. Of Carl Malone. More athletic. Yeah, he he was, did do this thing. I thought he killed Etuan Moore. I really thought he killed him with the basketball. He he jumped up on the baseline to save a ball. Yeah. And he jumped up as high as he could and turned to throw it off somebody and Etuan had fallen down. It was kind of like looking back, and he spiked it off each one's head <laughs> with like a ninety mile an hour fastball. Freak! He was a freak. he killed him. All right. Um, uh, in other Big East news, Ed Cooley leaves Providence for Georgetown in what is one of the more uh, fascinating 
coaching searches. We he, he was an assistant at Georgetown for John Thompson. Is no. that accurate? No, that he was is not. not accurate. You're so, making that so up. Has, That's fake news. Oh, I thought I thought I read that. So he has what is his affiliation to Georgetown? Nothing. Not not well. His daughter his daughter is graduating from Georgetown this year. So he has long desired the Georgetown job and understood. Again, obviously, also it's in a great area. It's got high upside. Yeah. The recruiting base is awesome. And obviously, the other part, being a black head coach, getting a chance to coach Georgetown means something to Ed Cool. I've talked to him about this job for years, just shooting the shit with him. Years. I just think that there, there's something about being the king of your what – what do they say? He's the king of Rhode Island, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he has that place. Grew and- up there. Grew up there. Has it rolling there. Everybody loves it. Well, everybody loved Ed Cooley in Providence. They do not like him right now. And Is it going to be a beard-like deal? It might be close. Like, those fans are insane. Those students, you know, they, they had to change the rule where, I don't know if you saw this, at the end of the season, a couple of fans threw a a what uh, a tall boy uh, down and hit, a couple students hit fans, older fans, with full or half full tall boys, so they they basically now make them pour them in in the cups. You I'm, East Coasters are crazy, crazy. The people crazy. the people that live on the East Coast are yeah. insane. We have no tact at all whatsoever. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Cooley to Georgetown. You know, to me here here's the reason. The other reason is, I think part of it was it had, in their opinion, in the Cooley's opinion. It was time. They've been there 10 years. He grew up. Like you'd accomplished, you'd almost maybe maxed. Although they were knocking on the door of playing in the Elite Eight. They almost beat Kansas last year. But I think he felt like the expectations were so high to get to the Sweet 16 every year. And at Providence, that's very difficult to do. At Georgetown, and especially now, you could flip it quicker in the portal. Like if it had been 10 years ago, I don't think he would have taken it. No, you'd be four or five years away. Yes, yes. He's getting more money, but honestly, he's got more money than he knows what to do with right now. Anyway, um, I, I like the hire. And now the question is, what do you do next at, at Providence? The name that I've heard, I don't know if you played against him or not, is Kimmy English at George Mason. Yeah, I, We didn't play against each other in college, but I in the NBA and yeah. at the Combine and stuff. Great guy. Yeah, yeah. Kimmy's, guy. Kimmy's in the mix there. Michael Shrewsbury, there'll probably be some news that breaks with him. Whether it's Notre Dame staying at Penn State, I don't think he'll look at Providence, but I think you know he'll look at Notre Dame. My gut says he'll stay at Penn State there. All right, let's get to really and, and just and just get a a real commitment from the university or what? They already have NIL already major major step up. Major. You know, good for Penn State because they've said they want to commit to basketball, but this is the time where you've got to put your money where your mouth is. And we need pay. to talk also about Indiana. Uh, do we have to? Yeah, if you're going to wear that sweatshirt, yeah, we have I'm in to. mourning. I'm more in mourning of the women's team losing to Miami, but they were swept by I Miami. I just can't believe that they they drew in the same round the same team and they <laughs> lost to both. That is insane. Uh, here's what I'll say about the men. All right, here's what I'll say about the men. Watching the Indiana men compared to the Miami men, two things stood out. Number one, the quickness and athleticism and toughness of Miami. Okay. Number two. The bigger problem for me, the Miami players played with a passion, with an intensity, with an emotion yeah. of their head coach, Rob. They, Larry Nagy is laughing on the sideline in timeouts. 
no, they're they're so free. They're so, so free. free and just hooping. They're yes. just hooping. And Indiana kind of looked a little bit like Purdue, where it was, you know, really yeah. tight. Really well, tight. I, tight, and they just show no emotion. I love Trace. I love him. But he shows very little emotion. Jaylen, yeah, he's never been a guy that's going to be overly emotional right. on the floor. Jalen, no emotion. That, yeah, I, I do feel bad for Trace Jackson Davis in the Me sense too. that, much like Zach Eady, if there was people on the backside that could that would consistently make shots, yep. he would have free reign. I mean, yes. he had an incredible season, much incredible. like Zach did too. Both yep. those guys, Trace's stretch in January and February where he was just carrying that team. The Minnesota game where pretty much everybody played like crap except for Trace. Awesome. Yep. He was unbelievable. He yep. had multiple games like that up in Michigan where they won by one. I mean, just – I do feel bad, too, that I think that statistically he is one of the greatest players to ever play in Indiana. And I think that the thing that is going to be looked at with him is the lack of team success. He won one, was, one tournament game in the real bracket. He won a first four game, and he won the right. game against Kent State. Yep. He never played in the Big Ten tournament final. Yep. He yep. never won a Big Ten regular season championship. That's that's hard. That's he's hard to believe one. because Listen, he's so good. Woodson's another one like Painter that's got to change because you need more shooters on the floor rather than playing well, that, the bigs. That was their issue with with Archie Miller too. Correct. I mean, they just couldn't. They offensively were so bad they couldn't make shots. And yeah, I I mean Miller cop. They were so low volume too. Cop would have games where he they'd shoot good percentages, right? But Galloway right. shooting fifty percent on like one attempt a game. Yeah. Cop is on two attempts a game. I know. You know they're making them, but they're just not shooting very many. I feel like Woodson is just still playing like coaching like nineteen nineties NBA uh, style. But but he's coached in the NBA in the current era. I know. I know. I know. Why I would he say like... let's coach this team? I think part of it's who he had personnel wise. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, you bring Race Thompson back, and Race was one of their better players at the end of last year. He comes back. Trace comes back. You know, I guess you could argue they should have went out in the portal and got more shooting. Right. But I'm sure them. That's you also don't want to implode your team. Yes. Look at what Tom Izzo did. He refused to do it because he didn't want somebody coming in and ruining the group that they had. All right, let, let's let's finish here for uh, two or three minutes on uh, who you like coming out of each region right now. Who you like now, almost the reset of the Final Four. And, and let's start with the South region in Louisville. It's Alabama, San Diego State, Creighton, Princeton. I assume you like the Alabama-Creighton yeah. matchup there. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Fair. I think it's going to be – that. if we get that, that would be a hell of a game offensively. Uh, you still like Alabama coming out of there? Yeah, they're they're playing really well. I'd okay. go Bama. Yep, agreed. All right, uh, we'll go over to New York in the East, and we'll finish with the two regions we're going to be at. In the East, it is number three Kansas State against number seven Michigan State, number four Tennessee against number nine FAU. Who do you like? You know what's going to be important for those Tennessee games is how they officiate the game. Yeah, because you got your boy Plavich in there just doing the dirtiest stuff you'll ever see. <laughs> that dude is—he might be the dirtiest player in college basketball. He—he's he's physical, but he crosses the line. Yeah, a lot. Yes. Um, but he—but you know what? He set the tone against Duke. There was no doubt from the start of that game that, that yeah. he had set the tone, and they're as physical as anybody. 
you know, they, they, they have bodies and they can, they can come at you in waves. But he also had two fouls in the first, like, <laughs> minute and a half. Um, so that'll be important. I'm, I'm going to go Kansas State. I think Noel is a beast, and Keontae Johnson is too. I'll go, I'll go Kansas State. All right, you know where I'm going. Michigan State, Tom yep. absolutely. All right, your region, Kansas City, you're going to be there this week. Great game. Boy. Great game. Yeah. Houston, yeah. number one Houston against number five Miami. Number two Texas and Rodney Terry acting head coach against Xavier and Sean Miller in his first year. You have so many great storylines in this. Agreed. Not even you can screw this thing up on the radio. Well, the good news is that on the radio, you you don't have to talk all that much, although my voice begs to differ on that. Um, yeah, I, boy, it's Houston a little banged up, but Sasha looked good. He did. He did. He did look good. He did look good. Um, boy, I really like the way Miami's playing, although they're tiny. They can get crushed on, even though they crushed Indiana on the glass. North Chad. North, hey, have you seen North Chad in person yet? No, I've not. This will be my first time. He is awesome. He plays so damn hard, like yeah. beast. Just so, so tough, so physical. Gets every offensive rebound. Just yeah, I'm I'm gonna say Houston and Texas advance, and I'm gonna go Texas. I I, I think they Ooh. have every, and I I think very they highly do. of Kelvin Sampson. Yep, but they have experience. They've got really good guards. Dylan DeSue is playing at a super high level. Um. You know, they took Penn State. If, if Penn State did give them some problems, but I just think they've got they've got everything. They've got depth in their front court. They've got depth in their back court. Sir Jabari Rice has had a great year. Yeah. I'm I'm going to go Texas, and I think that if if he gets if Ronnie Terry gets the Final Four, how can he not get that job? Have to give it to him. You have no choice. I mean, yeah, I, I, they don't want to obviously because they would have already given it to him by now. Um, but yes, yeah, he, he's a great dude. I, I really enjoyed talking to him. Yep. Uh, um, I'm going Houston in that one still, I, but I love all four of these teams. I love all four of them, to be honest. I, I love the guard matchup between Texas and, and Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter against Kobe Jones Sule and Sule yep. Boom. And by the way, uh, if you didn't know this, Rob, here's a little, little thing for you. Uh, Rodney Terry coached Sule Boom. At, um, I know that. He, t- he told us. He was yeah. talking about how they had to make a decision between Sir Jabari Rice and Sule Boom in yeah. the transfer portal. Yeah. And I would Great. say it worked yeah. out for both parties. It did. It did. Sir Jabari's been awesome, too. All right. You 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 acted like you had this 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 fact that was just impossible to know. Well, you had and Ed you look Cooley. at where Rodney Terry was last year. And, oh, you, well, he was there with, with – You had Ed Cooley as an assistant for, for John Thompson. I, I I don't know. I swear to God, I, I swear I'd read that he had some connection to Georgetown. Just the daughter. Daughter going to school there. Well, that's not – I mean, I guess he's paid tuition to Georgetown then, but that, that's not – Although, look at you. You start paying tuition to Bloomington, and now all I see is you're wearing Indiana stuff. Exactly. All right, last last region, the West in Vegas, uh, where I'll be, um, playing some blackjack, sitting by the pool, uh, watching some games. I mean, life cannot be better than for me this Dude, week in Vegas. You know what's funny is what, before we got on here, you're talking about how you're so worn down and you don't yeah. feel good. Yeah. And you spent a month in Charleston, and now you're going to Six Las weeks. Vegas to cover. Six weeks. Then what are you worn down from? It's tough being me, man. Tough. It's a no, tough it's life. Yeah. You work for Stadium remotely. You write a couple articles. <laughs> you do a show every day for 30 minutes. Is it that's hard? 
and I got to do this podcast with you. That's the that's you, the heavy probably, thing I do. The thing is, I got to renegotiate with Doster. I think that you're making way more money than I am in this podcast. <laughs> Listen, you're making way more. Me. He he's not able to divulge any financials involving this podcast. I'm making <laughs> one fifth per month of what you're making. <laughs> All right, more. West UCLA Gonzaga and UConn Arkansas. Like this is yeah. awesome. No, uh, that's that's high level. Arkansas. Was was awesome to watch. So was UConn. So was UConn. And UConn played really well. So wait, it's UConn, Arkansas, and Gonzaga, UCLA. Yeah, two West Coast powers. That against... that place will be jumping. That will oh, be sick. Yes, that'll be sweet. It'll be really good. Um, we, boy, you could convince me of any of those four teams coming. Me out. too. I don't think Arkansas. I don't. I think they're too young. Yeah, they and, they just they don't shoot it well enough. Right. If I'm and, guarding Arkansas, I am on the elbows and boxes, and I am just stopping the ball against everybody. And yeah. just you make five threes a game as a team, prove it. I think I'm going Gonzaga, Rob. I, I, well, I, I, was, gonna, I was gonna say UConn. I, I, I can be convinced of UConn. Absolutely. I think they and, beat Arkansas. No disrespect. If UCLA was healthy, I'd go UCLA. Me too. If they Me had too. their full collection of players, and not that they couldn't make it still, but uh, yeah, I'll go UConn. I think they're playing well. Who's your national title champ today? Is it still around? I, I can't remember. Who'd you pick? I picked but I Well, on this podcast, <laughs> I picked Purdue because I was exhausted. Oh, right. I, I remember a, now. I remember. I feel, yeah, good call. I filled a, really a, a bracket out. I filled a bracket out, and I – I think I picked Bama to win. Bama? Bama. All right, so you stick with Bama. I'm going to stick with Houston. Uh, but on this podcast, I did say Purdue. In fairness, though, I'd worked all day, and I didn't want to do the podcast anyway, and you made me do it. Oh, that's true. Isn't that every episode? Pretty much, yeah. All right, well, listen, uh, we will see you next week uh, for what uh, will be a Final Four preview edition of the Goodman and Hummel pod. Uh, thanks for joining us as always. We're out. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.